Hey, all you cool cat and kittens. We got another great show for you again this week. Not only do we drink some delicious beers and review them, but we also have this year's Coach's Corner halftime update. Halftime or halfway through the season? Eh, whatever. Halftime because it's football. And uh, you see how, and so I, I love this. And I, always, I don't know why I always have to justify why we have this segment on the show. I fucking love it. That's why we have it. In the beer news, we also go through another sellout. I mean, excuse me, another buyout or another, uh, hey, you know, he's retiring. Larry Bell's retiring. Let's, let's put it that way. I can't blame the guy. Cashing, he, he's cashing out. We'll go through that. You'll see. And then we we'll also pose a question for y'all. Um, what to do with the, a beer that's been left out? That's all I'm going to say. I'm only going to say. All right, let's get to the plug so we can get to the show. Very special announcement during the plugs. Stay tuned to the end of the plugs. Please follow us on Instagram. And you're going to want to follow us uh, next week. I'll tell you that. And untapped, search Cold Brew Podcasts and friend us and we'll friend you back. Or you can also email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. Email us uh, if you have any suggestions or if you have seen any stories that come up you want us to talk about, you know, just throw it in there and uh, I'll bring it up during the, new, the beer news and you can hear me and Sorcerer Chromatic, uh, you know, talk about it, debate it, or laugh at you about it. <laughs> Either way, it's, it's, it's going to be a good part of the show. All right, so I mentioned last week I'm going to be at the Copper State Beer Festival, right? I'm going to be there, going to have my recording equipment, going to already started lining up uh, some brewers to come and sit down and talk with us. Uh, maybe I'll open up the mic for uh, some of the participants, or the, uh, not the participants, but the, uh, um, the attendees. Let's come and sit down and talk about beer. We'll see, we'll see. Those of you who follow us on Instagram and those of you who listen to the show that are local or are going to be in Arizona on Ju- uh, July, uh, J- July, January 15th, you know, but maybe I'll maybe I'll schedule you to, to come in and sit down and we could talk about beer. But the exciting news I have is I have two tickets, two VIP tickets to give to two lucky Instagrammers. I'm going to give up to two. I'm, it's not going to be a pair. It's going to be one and one, one each, one per Instagram name. Now, here are the stipulations and I'll, I'm going to be putting a post on Instagram so that you will know what the stipulations are. The first rule of the giveaway is you have to follow a cold brew podcast. Of course, how else are you going to find out? Uh, rule number two is you have to follow Copper State Beer Fest. All right, so you have to follow us. You have to follow them. And you also must tag both of us in a story. So you can just take the post, put it into your stories, and tag both of us. That's it. It's that simple. That easy. This contest is going to be on Friday, on the, the day after Thanksgiving. So that would be November 26th. So if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see the post on November 26th on Friday. And from the time that I post it, you'll have 24 hours to enter into the giveaway. And after that 24 hours, I will tabulate everything. And then I will post that following Sunday who the two winners are on my Instagram, on the Cold Brew Podcast Instagram page. I'll make a video 
I'm going to get a random one of those uh, those apps that do the, the, the random sampling. I'll do one of those. So good luck to you. And uh, I, I'll give you more information on Instagram. So make sure you follow me on Cold Brew Podcast. Tell everyone who's going to be in Arizona on January 15th about the Cold Brew Podcast VIP, the, <laughs> the Copper Beer Fest <laughs> VIP ticket giveaway. And speaking of which, Copper Beer Fest, even if you don't win it, it's $75 for the VIP ticket. I, I mean, uh, like I told you last week, I, I love the VIP ticket. I like getting in early. I like no lines. You know, I like to, you know, I, I like my elbow room. You know, I get, you know, claustrophobia. So get your tickets as soon as possible because the, the price will go up the closer we get to the date. That's January 15th, 2022. Now they're, they're going to be this. This is what they're saying. This is from the website. This is going to be the largest craft beer festival in Mesa with over 35 beverage vendors and counting in their lineup. Uh, they also have distilleries, wineries, and cideries there too. Live DJ and band for entertainment. So I'm not going to be the only entertainment there. There's going to be a live DJ, a live band, live DJ. It's going to be great. And that's all included with the price of your admission. And if you don't have the 75 bucks now, you know, no big whoop. We have, there's $50 tickets for general admission. And then there's also a $40 general admission ticket too. Now, the difference is with the $50 one, you get early access at 1 p.m. And the general admission, 4 p.m. You know, maybe you're just a saunter. Maybe you don't care to, you know, rush and try all the beers. Maybe you just like being out, being in the, the beautiful Arizona winter, which is like pretty much like a, like, you know, a Minneapolis summer <laughs> or Minneapolis. What, what, what do I call it? Minnesota summer. Anyway, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that's your jam too. So it's 40 bucks or maybe uh, you want to pay somebody 20 bucks to be your designated driver and they don't get any sampling, but they get to go in and experience the festival and then drive you back. It's cheaper than Uber, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. One more time before we get to the show, I will have two VIP tickets that I will give away separately. Contest will, contest will start on Black Friday. So, without any further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got the Gucci is beer news. This ain't our job, uh, uh, uh. but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent, pay cause our all our money's spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel eight styles and barley wine. We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. Sports TV and movies too. Oh, pop culture. We talk about anything. Coming at you, pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? No, I'm doing good. Did you hear the exciting news? Uh, what is it? We are going to be at the Copper State Beer Festival. I thought someone found your keys. <laughs> oh, did they find my keys? We'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um... Yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, last episode I took the, uh, um, 
took the time to tell all of our listeners how I'm going to be at the Copper State. Hopefully you can make it out too. You know, we'll see. See how it goes. See what the schedule's like in January 15th. But I'm, I'm super excited. First time uh, I'm going to be recording at a beer festival. So yeah, I, what do you think of the new logo? So I, I actually got inspired and created a new logo for our show. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. I like it. It has a subtle, uh, like, bike kind of to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be a, a beer cap, but yeah, I can yeah, see. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess it goes back to our roots at uh, at the bike shop, right? Yeah. And, uh, That's yeah. What it yeah. And plus, it, it, it'll look good on a coaster. You know, a circular coaster. I'm going to make some of those for the uh, beer festival. You know, people would take if they want. And uh, some new stickers. Look good on a sticker. Nice round sticker. So I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, I bought a design program, oh, I don't know, like months ago. And I just never used it. I tried to sit down. I got frustrated trying to use it. And then finally I went, I went on to YouTube and saw some tutorials and like here i go man i'm fucking the designer now so i can't wait to start cracking this thing open because there's a lot of it's pretty powerful tools so and i barely even scratching the surface on it so uh you're about ready to drink some beer and talk about it yes we, yes i am <laughs> all right today i have in front of me from pipeworks i like that name pipeworks brewing company i don't know why but it always it's reminds me yeah, well, it reminds me of that uh, scene from Pulp Fiction for some reason. <laughs> sounds like a very powerful name, probably because the the double P in there, pipe works. Just sounds it's it's a good name, good name to say. Uh, anyway, they're out of Chicago, Illinois, and I have their Phantom Unicorn, and it is a barrel aged stout with uh, vanilla, lactose. And cacao nibs. This is right up my alley, man. <laughs> this is perfect, but it it is a 14.3% ABV beer. So this is gonna be uh this might be my last beer for today. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I might be lights out after this one. Uh all right, so without further ado, papa. What do you got? I have this beer that I, I couldn't pass up when I saw it. It's from our friends up at Track 7. Oh, yeah. We haven't had them on the show in a long time. And uh, well, what caught me was uh, it, when you look up this beer, you'll see why, but it's called Waiting for October. Ooh, is it a... Is it a... What do you call it? It's either... Is it a baseball beer? No. No, it's not okay. a baseball beer. Huh. Um, so the description, it's a Russian Imperial Stout with uh, Camila coffee, pumpkin, cheesecake, cinnamon, vanilla, and lactose. Ooh, all right. 12% ABV. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, go ahead. The, the description says, out here straight killing it. Waiting for October. Um, wait. This bad boy is very drinkable at 12%. And comes complete with the deepest roasted malt and coffee character that is balanced by rich pumpkin vanilla cheesecake sprinkled with cinnamon. Now, what caught me is um, on the uh, on the cover is uh, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I I just pulled it up right now. <laughs> Pictures yeah. on the tab. What do they do? Uh, <laughs> it looks like they 
Oh, uh, one. Um, Jason is sitting on an armchair with a laptop in his underwear. And Michael Myers is in his underwear, too, reading the paper while sitting on the arm of that same chair. Right. They're waiting for their laundry, which is... Uh, oh, okay. In a, in a blood-covered uh, washing machine. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I, I have a still picture, so I can't see the other side of the can. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the side of the can? Here, well, I'll, I'll, send you the, I'll send you the image right now. Okay. But what got me was the fact that this thing has cheesecake in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to tear out. Okay, I see the, the full picture now. I went to the track7brewing.com website. I see the full picture. They're, yeah, they're in a laundry room. It's a nice chair in a laundry room, I must say. <laughs> Maybe it's in their their own basement. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. There is a big old blood stain <laughs> behind Jason. Yeah, he's got the calendar, the weapons. <laughs> right. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the weapons. It's a nice little... Hanging. Nice little, uh, what do I say? Like a uh, sarcastic image of them, right? <laughs> of their home life, yes. They're buddies. I mean, they are very similar, and they're just an uh, an unstoppable evil force. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Without any further ado, I'm gonna pop off this bad boy. All right. Very nice. I've been uh, waxing poetic with you. I haven't even taken a sip of my beer. Shameful. Hold on. This thing is pouring dark and like motor oil did. Seriously. Oh yeah, we both have big, big, big dark stouts. You have a Russian Imperial stout. I have a barrel aged stout. Yeah, this is blacker than midnight. Blacker than a phantom unicorn. There you go. Oh, this is incredible. Holy shit! First off, you have super duper chocolate notes, roasty, even a little bit of coffee in there. Even though there's no coffee in the description or the uh, the additives, it is uh, still got that roasty note. Um, coming through with the vanilla, the lactose gives it a smooth feel, but now I'm getting a burn like from the barrel aging process, like the, the alcohol, the warmth, I shouldn't call it a burn. It's a warmth that's coming down, uh, down my throat into my chest. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, oh my. <laughs> you always say that, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any, uh, any evidence, uh, that proves you right. Uh, but if it is, I think Hennessy would like the show. Thank you very much. Joke for two. All right, so how's your beer treating you? Um, sip on it. Very, very stouty. Very, like, roasty coffee. But then, yeah, this sweetness comes through, like, yeah, almost like a, a pumpkin pie. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, it's got the pumpkin and the cinnamon, vanilla, lactose, and the cheesecake in there. Yeah. Right. I wonder if they so throw. I wonder if they actually throw cheesecake into the um, into the brew, or if it's, you know, have you seen those pictures or videos on Instagram where they're actually putting like pies into the into the concoction? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw this video doing that. Uh, they were doing a, a s'mores that, and they they show them like actually roast marshmallows with a torch and then throw them in the for that. See now with the s'mores stout. I would actually make a s'more with graham cracker. It might take longer, but it might be worth it. You make the graham cracker sandwich with the s'mores, and then you throw the little individual sandwiches in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would do it. Not very efficient, but still. To eat sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so we will rate these later on on our untapped portion of the show. But for now, it's time 
for the beer news. All right, so the first news, the biggest news of the week, in my eyes, in my estimation, is have you ever heard of Bell's Brewery? Yeah, the, the two-hearted ale. Two-hearted, the light-hearted, the, the double two-hearted, you know, all the different hearted variations. Plus, all their other beers are really good. Their Oberon ale is fucking fantastic. I heard their brown ale is good. I'm not a big fan, but it's one of the sought-after ones every autumn. Well, Larry Bell, founder of Bell's Brewing, is retiring. And with that, he is selling Bell's Brewery to uh, Lion, the conglomerate that um, I think they're out of out of uh, Japan or China, and they bought like a bunch of breweries, including one down in Australia. They are, and they also own um, New Belgium too. So they're the ones who bought New Belgium. So they're buying Bell's Brewing from Larry Bell. Um, the move will ultimately combine Bell's, the 16th largest overall brewer in America by sales volume in 2020, and New Belgium, the 11th largest, into a new American craft beer leader. Excuse me. They'll both will retain their brands and beers. While the leadership at Bell's will not change, and neither will day-to-day operations at its Comstock, Michigan-based facility and Kalamazoo, Michigan-based Eccentric Cafe and shop, the Craft Brewing Titan will move forward without Bell, the pioneer of craft beer in Michigan, and, and, and as influential of a figure as any in what has blossomed into one of America's richest beer states with more than 400 operating breweries. He announced his retirement at company's annual all-employee event and said he plans to stay active in the Kalamazoo community. So with that, um, I don't know, I, I just, Bell's and New Belgium... They'll probably start brewing each other's beers so they can get a better distribution, right? It's cheaper um, if they just brew their beers at each other's respective um, factories and then or breweries and then uh, distribute from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that well, that that plan was kind of done before out here with uh, with Brooklyn Brewery and Twenty First Amendment and. Uh, and I think Sudwork was part of that too. Right. So, um, kind of nothing new. And then, like all the, uh, the the breweries involved with Conundrum, I think they they brew each other's beers. So, yeah, and, and don't forget like, the Duvel Mark got blues. Yeah. Oh so, um, yeah, those out with the with Firestone and, and Boulevard and all that. Yeah, so, and that, um, that was a little bit smarter because they got like the three areas of the country com- covered. Right. Anyway. Um. No, I I I really kind of like shocked that. Uh, well, I'm I don't know. I'm glad he didn't go to like you know Miller Coors or AB InBev. Yeah. At the same time, I'm just kind of shocked that. Uh, I don't know. They, that I, I get it. You know, he he built up a great company. He could do whatever he wants, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know, cash out retirement. However, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, the whole <laughs> the whole. Selling the chocolate factory, right? They're going to do it their way, not the Wonka way. <laughs> there you go, exactly. So you should have sold it to some kid then? Is that what you're saying? Or give it away to some yeah. kid? <laughs> uh, living with his uh, coke-addicted grandfather? Right. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, you're going to definitely, it's going to, I think it's going to take a, a hit 
as far as uh, produ- production wise and I mean like quality wise it, they always take hits when they when they start doing this stuff but at the same time they'll be able to distribute their beer it's still going to be you know closely but I mean it's still the same brewery or the brewery team brewing the beer so it's not like it'd be different but when they start contracting out or not contracting out but start brewing like Bell's Too Hearted in New Belgium which I know they are and and they're also going to probably brew Fat Tire up in in Michigan. They're probably going to, you know, the, the quality is going to suffer because there's no control. There's no quality control and it's not going to be the same. But anyway, so it is what it is. I, th- I thought it was the biggest news because it's just slowly happening, man. All these great craft breweries are starting to be bought up by corporations, whether it's all AB InBev or Miller Coors, you know, the ones we're used to or Lion or... Uh, what was the other one? A Sapporo or Kirin? I forgot they had one too. And it's uh, it's happening, man. You can't stop it. There's eight thousand craft breweries, so start buying more local. Then if uh, if you're against all that stuff, but it's kind of hard to when you're going to like restaurants and and sporting events to find like the small local craft stuff, you know. So you have to buy the big craft stuff. No, definitely. That's what I was getting at too. Is like, like, um, is even Lions going to be a victim of their own, you know, uh, ownership? Oh, you mean kind of like Constellation? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Only time will tell, right? Right. But uh, talking about expansion and stuff, another brewery that is actually expanding into Colorado is Mother Earth Brewing Company. Remember Mother Earth? Oh yeah. Cali Creamin. Mm-hmm. What else? Buku IPA. Uh, they are. Mother Earth is going to begin offering their award winning lineup of the year. Uh, let me try this again. Mother Earth will begin offering their award winning lineup of year round and specialty offerings throughout the front range and western slope of Colorado via their new partnership with Colorado craft distributors, including flagships like Cali Creamin, uh, Valley. Valley Cali Cream and Vanilla Cream Ale, Buku IPA, Milk Truck Latte Stout, Tierra Madre Lager, Cali Dream and Creamsicle, and Hop Diggity Double IPA. So, they are uh, Mother Earth Brewing is out of Vista, California, if memory serves, and so they're slowly expanding, which is good. It's good for uh, breweries to expand. Let's see here, and then one more thing I'd like to bring up. It's not beer. But I think it's beer adjacent a little bit because as the wine industry goes, kind of so the beer industry seems to go, especially when it comes to like prices, because wine prices are going to quote skyrocket by 10% in New York due to weather. Here are the bullet points of the article. Wine prices will skyrocket 10% next year due to inflation cost rising. Fuel prices rising and shortages of lorry drivers have hit many wine suppliers. Many countries have also suffered from poor crops due to extreme conditions. Suppliers are holding back from increasing prices until after Christmas season. So expect a rise in wine prices. And I'm going to guess there's going to be a rise in beer prices too. Because it's an agricultural agriculturable <laughs> agriculture product as you point out many times and so if the wine industry is suffers a hit because of 
the seasons and so does so does the beer industry and plus there's also you know the aluminum can shortage the supply shortage you know the uh, labor shortage there's, there's a lot of shortages that are gonna uh, point to an increase in prices in short yes there you go <laughs> all right you know what time it is i think i do it's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment it's time for the coach's corner You switched it up on it. Yeah, you like that? You switched it up on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a list story. It is. It is a list story, but I really love this Coach's Corner because the moment you brought it up to me for the first time, I love it because, you know, we like football. And, yeah, I'm interested to see how these uh, – because usually yeah, yeah but first-time coaches, they, uh, they don't do so hot. Yeah, and I think uh, the fact, too, is uh, – it's a good sample of, of the randomness throughout the league. Well, they all have something in common. They're all new. Right. And most of them get put in a, a lot of rebuild situations. So, um, you know, it just kind of works in that aspect where it's, uh, it is a sample of, of the different uh, divisions and, and conferences. However, it's uh, still very, very familiar and uh, shows how tough it is to, uh, to I guess, uh, turn a team around or, or ride a ship right. in the wrong direction. I think one of these days we're going to get like a, the next, you know, Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick or uh, Bill, Bill somebody. Yeah, or Bill Gates. <laughs> I was trying to think of another uh, Bill Callahan. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to think of another uh, Bill in the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Bill O'Brien. Who was on this uh, list uh, a few years ago? Now he's out of the league. Well, he's not a head coach anymore. Where is he? Did he? I thought he resurfaced in college. That was me, though. Uh, but while you uh, start on our on your uh, coach's corner, I'll look it up. All right. So to remind you guys, we um we kind of have random checkpoints where we left off uh, after four weeks. So this is weeks um, five through nine. Um, it, it is a, a lopsided season week number, so. Oh. Not all the little quarter breakdowns are going to be nice and even. You're right. The uh, um, He's the OC and quarterbacks coach in Alabama. That's what I thought. Okay. Go ahead. But he, he's from the he's from the, the, the Belichick tree anyway. So going there with Saban is still kind of a makes sense. the same. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. So after this, yeah, this after nine weeks, um, MCDC, right? Motor City, Dan Campbell. Yes. He is 0-8. Uh, week 5, they lost to the to the Vikings. Week 6, they lost to uh, Cincy. Uh, week 7, they lost to the Rams. Week 8, they lost to Philly. And they had a bye in week 9. And he doesn't do as much crying on the stand as he used to. No. <laughs> I think he's past that phase. No, I mean... The Minnesota game was was close. That's the game he, he was known for the crime. But the, the last three, uh, they've been pretty uh, pretty decided victories for the other yeah. team. So. And I, I don't blame him for for crying as you know as he, he's just emotional and passionate and really wants his team to do well. That's the way I took that. I didn't see him as like a a soft team. Yeah, or anything. I could see it too. It's like like he uh, he wants it all now. He wants it for his guys. He, you know he can't go out there and do it. Obviously, just uh, 
he sees it though you know what I mean? right like, yeah you know you can't fault the guy for caring and believing in uh not just himself but in his team so and plus, and plus uh, detroit's what th- uh two years away from being three years away <laughs> how's that saying go yeah three years away from me oh there you go <laughs> okay next on the list no, uh, or did you want to did you want to give the overall did you give the overall record already or do we need that yeah, I said they're only. Oh, okay, all right. They're only and they're last in the NFC North. Oh man, someone's got to be last. They're looking for that number one overall pick for a quarterback, right? Um, number two on this list is David Cole, head coach, Houston Texans, where they did win. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. In week five. <laughs> Going to week five. To week nine, they are over. They lost to uh, New England, which was a close game. They lost to Indy, pretty lopsided. They lost to Arizona, pretty lopsided. Um, they lost to the Rams, a close one. And they lost to Miami in a somewhat close one, a one-score game. However, um, that didn't get it done. So the last five weeks, they are winless. The overall season record of 1-7, and seven, and they are last in the AFC season. Oh. Terrible. AFC South is pretty much decided, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, 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 no. Indy, Indy's put together something, but I don't know. Tennessee still, even without Henry, still got it going. Yeah, they're they're doing they're very fine. well uh, today. We're recording this on Sunday the fourteenth. They're doing very well. Yeah. Next step, <laughs> Mister. Urban good time, my <laughs> good time. <laughs> oh, the, the... We really didn't talk about his uh, his issue, right? His scandalous uh, uh, picture slash video of him and a, at a, a young lady. At... Boy, it was his uh, it was his like uh, his pint room or whatever. It was right. his uh, his bar connected to his restaurant back in in Ohio. And uh, that was weird because they had a Thursday night game, and he stayed in Ohio where the team went back, and because uh, that's where his family is at. And uh, he ended up going out that night without his family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some pretty uh, incriminating video and pictures surfaced. I, I don't really fault him for that. I mean, he's just a guy, and he's out, you know, having a good time. But I just the day that he shouldn't be, shouldn't be, he shouldn't have been there at that point in time. He should have been with his team. He should have flew back with his team. Like, how right. are you gonna? How are you gonna yeah. yeah, exactly. Whether you win or lose, you fly back with a fucking team, dude. What's the matter with you? Right. Yeah, I mean, what's a, what's an airline ticket to an NFL head coach? <laughs> exactly, man. You don't stay you know with your mean? family, and you know you stay with your family. You hang out. What are you gonna do? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go out, go to my pine room. Sure, I get that, but not during the season. Right. Not right after a fucking game. Right, especially too. Um, you know, they almost won that game in Cincinnati. So the team gets their first win of the season, and he's not going to go back with them. Right. Exactly. You know, it's kind yeah. of, kind of uh, what you call just uh, you don't win the you not don't win the I don't even say it. It's not like not irresponsible. I don't know if it's classless, <laughs> but it's it's just like uh, where are you with you know? It's like are you committed? You know, there you go. Yeah. You question your commitment. Win or lose, you're you're still doing your own thing. Cool, you know. Yeah, are you a coach? Are you? Lose, are you lose the room. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and that was one of the things that came out afterwards. Is like he doesn't have the room. He doesn't have the locker room. I don't know. Maybe right. they've won a couple since then, and you're going to go over that. But yeah, um, that th- that doesn't help. All right, let's right. go to the let's go to right. the uh, the facts. Okay. Well, the fact is, in the last five weeks, um, they are two and two. They lost hey. to Tennessee. They beat Miami. They had a bye week. They lost to Seattle, and they beat the Buffalo Bills. I think the and the I think the one highlight of that game is they kept Buffalo out of the end zone. How do you how do you fucking do that with Josh Allen? Right. Well, I guess because they had their own Josh Allen. Yeah, <laughs> we did better. The Josh Allen. They have a better Josh Allen. <laughs> well, that day he Although was better. The, the Josh Allen was pretty good. Right, that day uh, the Jacksonville Josh Allen was better than the Buffalo Josh Allen. Right. Um, Moving on. So, with that said, those two wins got them in the win category during that the court that last quarter, and they are two and six. They are third in the AFC South, right above. Guess who? Uh, oh, that'd be the uh, the Houston Texans. Yes, there you go. <laughs> One you win above. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next up is Robert Sala. Oh, yeah, the uh, from the 49ers. Uh, fame. Yes, our, our LCC. Um, he went the last block. He went 1-3. They had a bye. So they lost to Atlanta in a 27-20. That was a close one. There was a bye. Ooh, they got creamed by the... The Patriots, 54 to 13. But then they bounced back to win. In, no, no, in New York, yeah, in New York, uh, 31 to 34 for the Jets. And then they lose to Indy, uh, 45 to 30. So that one win gives them two for the season, putting them last in the AFC East. That, uh, you know, every time the, Jets played the. Oh, let's not let's not forget they lost the they lost the kid, right? They lost the who? The quarterback. He's been out for the last two games. Oh yeah, that's right. They lost uh, Wilson. Well, I th- I think he's on the sideline today, but they still rather have Mike White in there because he had a great game versus Cincinnati. But that game against New England, I just want to say that Bill Belichick always has it in it for the for, for the Jets. Man, he always likes to do it, whether it's pouring it on yeah. or doing some sort of. Uh, Exploiting some sort of loophole in the rule, rule book. He always loves screwing the Jets for some reason. Yeah. Now, his loopholes, are, normally he saves those for the playoff. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> right. Oh, and when this gets, he's got that wry smile when it's against the Jets. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, next. Oh, wait. Before we go on. Before we go on. How's your beer treating you, man? It's pretty good. Uh, you know, it, it opened up a little bit. It's got a lot of... A lot of interesting flavors going on. Uh, more, very much on the sweet side, on the dessert side. This is almost like if you take out that little bit of coffee, roasty bitterness, it, it's, it, this should almost be like a dessert uh, stuff. Huh. All right. Oh, well, I looked up uh, Waiting for October from Track 7. They have two entries. One is just a regular plain one. One ha- is called uh, Pumpkin Spice Cheesecake. Is that the one you want me to do then? Or just the regular? I suppose the Pumpkin yeah. Spice Cheesecake. Yeah. That describes half of the the flavors on this one. Um, <laughs> right, the ingredients. You know, I found it under I found it under waiting for October twenty twenty one too. So it's very uh Kuna. Oh yeah, because they have the twenty twenty apocalypse edition, and so yeah. I'm just gonna go for the pumpkin spice one because those are the only three: the the regular, the pumpkin spice, and the apocalypse. So 
like you said, that's the best one, the best description. What uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm gonna give it the three seven five. Three seven five is an overall rating right now. Three point eight seven. None of our friends have rated it. What are your tasty notes on this beer? Uh, bold, bold, sweet, sweet, and what do I want to say? I want to say like uh, it's a uh, like it reminds me of the holidays. Okay, and then uh, so, so I read that reminds me of the holidays. Save and check in. All right, so mine is it's fucking fantastic, man. I love this beer. Um, that warm feeling, kind of like uh, I, maybe I just got used to it because it's not as uh, noticeable anymore. It's still there, but it didn't. Uh, the you know the first time you feel that warmth. Um, you really, it, it really uh, is really noticeable. <laughs> this time, is, or at this point, it's just, uh, it's just there, and all the flavors are, are perfect. You know what I like about it? It's not really uh, like a pastry stout, or just, but it still has a sweetness to it that still alludes to that, and it's got the the strong, bold flavors of the the roast and everything. I, I, I really love this beer, man. I'm gonna have a four point five. I'm almost tempted to give it a 475. I don't know why. Anyway, I'm going to give it a 475. Why the fuck not, right? Right. Phantom. I really, I'm really, it's really hard for me to give a five to any beer. I think this is the closest I've ever gotten. Unicorn. There it is. Has an overall rating of 4.26. None of our friends have rated it yet. So 475. I'm going to call it um, roasty, sweet. And warm. Save and check in. All right, so let's continue on with Coach's Corner. Who's next? Going down, the, well, we just finished Robert Satellite. Right. Going next is going to be your boy from the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirian. Oh, shit. Why is he my boy? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys seem like you would get enough. Oh, okay. Probably. I'd, I'd hang out with him. <laughs> I think Vince Vaughn would like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> how did it go? You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I have fuck. I, I don't know how it went. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the what? last uh, yeah. Rock, if you will, they played five games. Because they have a late buy this year, but they went uh, two and three. They uh, beat Carolina, who is Carolina. They're in a world of hurt. Don't right. look for them on the list next year. Um, <laughs> okay. They uh, they lost to Tampa Bay in a close one. They lost to Las Vegas uh, by two, eleven. Two score game, yeah. yeah. They beat Detroit uh, pretty uh, they pretty like, whole handedly. They should like them, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they lost to uh, the Clippers. I mean, the Chargers. <laughs> I do the same thing. So that puts them in the uh, category of three and six. But surprisingly, or not surprisingly, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> in second place in the NFC. Yeah, that's a horrible division. Yeah. 
Except for the, the, the Cowboys. The rest of the teams are just, they're just, uh, they're bottom dwellers. They're bottom of the barrel right now. Yeah. All right, next. All right. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, coached by Arthur Smith. Uh, in the last block, they had some success. They went 3-1. and one. They beat the Jets. They uh, had a bye. They beat the Dolphins. They lost to Carolina, surprisingly. And Somehow. then they Yeah, and then they beat the Saints. Just barely. Yeah, so that brings our season total to four and four, yet only third place in the NFC South. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they have uh Tampa Bay for unfortunate for Atlanta that they have Tampa Bay and New Orleans over them. Right. Let's see. Moving on. To the L.A. Chargers, coached by Brandon Staley. In the last little block we have, they went 2-2. Two and two. They had a bye. Okay, but in week five, they beat Cleveland mm-hmm. by, by five. They lost to Baltimore pretty bad. Then they had a bye. Then they lost to New England by three. And then they beat Philly by three. So... That brings their season total to five and three, uh, and they're tied for first in the AFC West. Yeah, and you and I talked about it at the beginning of this before the season started that the Chargers were the best landing spot for a, a new coach. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah this the... was the this was the uh, the the pick of the litter, if you will. Right, exactly. They had all the talent, or of all the teams, they had the most talent. Yeah, they must have talent, and they do not have a question at quarterback. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that helps a lot. Although he's young, you know. Although yeah, although he's young, he's second year. Uh, he's definitely a uh, definitely a bona fide starter in this league. So bona fide starter and you know, high ceiling still. He still hasn't reached his potential, I don't think. Right. Now something happened week six that put a new player in this game. Let's talk about him first before we talk about the incident. Okay. So the Las Vegas Raiders are now head coach. Uh, how do you say it? Rick Bisaccia? Yeah, that's. I don't think you pronounce the second I. I think it's just Bisaccia. That's the way I've heard it. Bisaccia? Okay. Yeah. All right. So he took over week six, and he got a win over Denver by 10. He got a win over Philly by 11. It was a bye week, and then they lost to the Giants. Putting his record at two and one, but the Raiders are five and three and tied for first with the aforementioned LA Chargers. You know, and I I would put an asterisk next to that loss. First off, it's a team a West team going east, which is always tough. And then they also lost rugs that week. Yeah, the rugs incident was terrible. I, I think it that, that, just, that yeah, I think that, that hit harder on the team than losing Gruden. I, I could see that. I could see that because, uh, what you call it? You know, he's one of them. He's yeah, a, exactly. He's a rank and file. He's not the he's not the boss. And you know, that's the thing. Gruden could have had a, a a lot of lost a half the locker room a long time ago. Too, you know. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. He could have lost it <laughs> like his first year. Knock. And uh, if you right. hear me, uh, knock on wood. But right. But then again, a, a lot of guys, you know, they still love the game and they still love their teammates. So, and um. Yeah, what, what I mean, 
there, there's so much you could say about it, and what it comes down to, it's tragic what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm not defending his how actions. How wrong it was. Yeah. How, how selfish. Yeah, how you know how selfish that action was. How wrong it was. But you know, someone died due to a very poor choice, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, not to dismiss it, but this he's a young man who has a lot of living to do ahead of him, and it's probably going to be a lot in jail too. I mean, what kind of life is that? Yeah, exactly. Of, you know, from having everything to, to losing it all, literally, um, just like a, a young person lost their life in the accident. So. Um, nothing positive could be said about it, so let's not dwell or let's not. Um, right. Well, I just wanted to bring it up because yeah. I think that loss could you could put some of that oh, on no, that incident. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm just saying. I'm not just talking about the the accident itself. You know, yeah. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I'm sure a lot will come up more important too than just uh, what's reported. So it'll be. But as a team, as a whole, going forward, I, I do agree. I think uh, the loss of Gruden was. Uh, Actually, a, a benefit for the team. <laughs> Maybe not Carr, but Carr's been doing great since the Gruden left, though. So, I mean, how much influence did Gruden really have on Carr? Carr was even good before Gruden got there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Carr kind of reminds me of even like a, a Cousins or even like a Rivers, where like he, he could he could get the stats he he could get them but are he getting the wins he's getting the right wins you know mm -hmm. what I mean? right yeah exactly and this year they're doing well in fact and they have a really good game today against the chiefs i can't wait to watch that one because i think that for this team this this week for both teams this is a this is a a benchmark game right here yeah this is a, a, a this is the fork in the road of their season basically. i think yeah i think both of them and so this is a really uh yeah. interesting and game to don't me. get me wrong they, they could they could still make the playoffs, but is it like a high seed versus the low seed? You know? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they, the the uh, the division is still in in sight for for both of them. I think they said. Uh, I'm gonna look up right now, but I think I heard someone say offhand that every team in that division, the ASC West, has five wins. Is that right? Nah. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see NFL the, the standings. Chiefs don't. Oh, okay. Are oh, the Chiefs don't? All right. Uh, let's see. No, yeah, they do. Every team in that division has five wins. The the Clippers and the Raiders are five and three, and the Chiefs oh. and the Broncos are five and four. <laughs> so the, that uh, AFC West is a is a quagmire right now. You have no idea who's going to come out on top. Same with the, same with the AFC North. I mean, Baltimore six and three, but Pitt, Cincinnati, and Cleveland all have five wins as well. Man, the AFC is just doing well this year. The NFC, what the fuck is wrong with them? You got like four teams that are that are shoe-ins, and then the rest are like, you have no idea. Right. Anyway. Now, what do, what do you... Is it too early to... Wait. Yeah. Going back, though. Uh, oh, go ahead. Talking about the, the, the Gruden incident and, uh, and subsequent uh, lawsuit. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's right. He's suing the league now, right? Yeah. What? What? Uh, what's good? I just saw a headline. I didn't even read about it or even hear about it from any talking heads. What, what's What's the uh, the scuttlebutt? What's the uh, the word? Well, the, the claim is he was singled out. You know, in this investigation, you know that involved over six hundred thousand emails. How come it was only him that got out? He felt like he was targeted deliberately by the NFL. Oh, okay. I see it. Uh, he's. I think he has a. That was one of my first things. Well, one of my first questions was who leaked it and why, and why right. is. And that's another question. Yeah, he's suing Goodell. 
for being responsible for leaking it. So. Oh, he's he's saying Goodell leaked it. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe he's just he's going after Goodell because he's the the commissioner. But through that, then maybe um, they, then that means Goodell has to give evidence of that he didn't do it. So he's going to have to give up who did it, right? I'm just trying to think. Right. I'm just trying to talk this out, you know, logically. Cause, no, yeah. yeah, I get that. But yeah. that, that's the thing. You know, my thing was, and even before his lawsuit, is it's not, it can't be just him. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. And, and don't think this billion dollar industry could just, uh, you know, sacrifice one guy and, and everyone's cool. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people involved. So it's like, well, who are they protecting or why are they not protecting everyone? You know what I mean? Yeah. And why didn't they search for others? Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's just uh, Gruden. Because he never struck me as a... He even like, you know, the, the, the slight, you know, um, out of out of context uh, um, stuff he used to say. He uh, he's came off as a hard ass and maybe a hard guy to get along with and gruff. But he never struck me as a um, like prejudiced, right? So I don't know. I I, mean, I, I think there's other people out there that's the same. You know, I, I don't I don't get how I, I mean I, I get it. People are are prejudiced or even bigoted or, or even racist. Just but in, in that field, with what I forgot that the the majority of the of the players involved are African American descent. You know, it's just like. You're you're around all these different people with different backgrounds and stuff like that. How, why are you in that situation if that's not your thing? Yeah, and and how do you get that high if, if he was that way this his whole time? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I think I think he has a really good case um, against him, or for him right now. And right. I wasn't sad to see him go. I have, I really I I could care less about John Gruden to be honest. I'm not for him, and I'm I'm not against him. Um, I'm just more of a casual observer at this point. But here's the thing: I, I want him to shamelessly just take a settlement check. Huge, <laughs> huge amount. You know what I mean? Yeah, why not to to cover the rest of his contract? He's, Dude, is he yeah, still get yeah. his contract? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him, and, him and Davis had a buyout. I heard it was just for the rest of the year, and that was cool. You know what I mean? All right. Well, that's still ten so, million dollars. Fuck. Nah. Well. <laughs> It just under, I think. I think. Well, he, he might be. Well, it was a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract, right? It's it's not ten a year. Cause it's, what's the point? You know, it, it's it's it's. Uh, Does it is it scaled? It, 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 yeah, it's scaled. That's what okay. it's supposed to, right? Yeah, just so, like the players. Right. So, with that said, I mean, uh, was he in year four, <laughs> year five? I think it's four. Okay. So, yeah, just kind of uh, going through that, it was just, uh, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I would, I could see him getting 200 million. Wow. Yeah, well, shit, if, if man. The, if the right people are involved, the and then if I really want to make it go yeah, away. The, the league's a multi-billion dollar corporation, you know, 200 yeah. million, what is, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt. It's not going to put him out of business. Right. <laughs> 200 million over six years. <laughs> <laughs> over six years scaled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What's> <laughs> With compensatory picks tacked on at the end. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, shit. All right, man. So we will come back um, after week 13 for Coach's Corner. Because, like, you know, we said that, uh, you know, it's it's a 17-week or 18-week season now. They added an extra week. Plus, we always um, skip the uh, the 49ers by week. That's why we did this on week 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a, a strange little little pocket to do stuff. Right. But, uh. I have a I have a couple things uh, to bring up on uh, um, in our drunken shenanigans. Are, are we done with the coach's corner? Or do you want to, or do you got something else? Yeah, I'm, I think we're good for football for now. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, you know what? And then a uh, week fourteen, if, if nothing comes up, uh, up, um, I do want to talk about who's on the hot seat. Who do we think uh, the teams are um, going to have a, a new coach next year? Oh, okay, yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll talk about that because if we do wait till the end of the year, then we already know for some teams. Yeah. All right. No, um, I get you. A couple things was, uh, so have you ever like, I, I, I do this a little bit. Eh, I, I don't do it quite often. I would say I do it maybe like once a month. Well, I'll open a beer and I'll be drinking it and I'll be watching TV late night and I'll fall asleep. And then I'll just get up and go to bed, leave the beer out, come back out, and I see the beer sitting there on my uh, end table. And I'm like, and I'm curious. I'm like, what does it taste like? And I've noticed that, like with IPAs, especially hazy IPAs, I get a lot more flavor profile, like the next morning on a beer that I leave out. Have you ever drank a beer that you left out? Now I'm not talking about like the American adjunct lagers, those rice beers and the or what have you the because they taste like shit warm in in the next day they taste flat they taste gross um i'm just talking about like a craft beer like an ipa or a stout or have you ever done that i have um, i have a, a lot of times i just kill it and don't don't uh, linger over it okay all right I've, you know i've done that too but yeah. I, I did this i did this uh, um last week and i forgot to bring it up well i didn't bring it up because we had a weird show and then I've done this plenty of times, but man, like when you drink that hazy IPA that you left out overnight and there's still like half a glass left and then you just take a sip and just, you really get a lot of the flavors. You get like the mangoes or you get the citrus or the pineapple or the, you know, the, the berries or the, it, it's, it's weird. And like, you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have done that. Okay. I remember doing that distinctly with the, with the Maui Waui. It might have been the tropical, the variant, because I haven't had oh, yeah. the regular one in a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I uh, when I tried it the next day, it was super, super sweet. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I don't want to do it purposefully because, I mean, I pay a lot of dollars. You know, I pay a lot of money for a single can of beer. I kind of want to enjoy it fresh. The way, but at the same time, it's like you get like oh, a different. Yeah, All happened. Right. Football? Okay, so the Lions game went to overtime against the Steelers. Okay, and yeah, they're, they're playing, yeah, tight, yeah. Yeah, they held them, they held them to, to punt. And then uh, the Steelers completed a pass, but then uh, they stripped the ball from the receiver. And then, uh, okay, then on the next play, the first play, <laughs> Goff throws an interception, but it was a holding penalty. So the Lions got the ball again. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I just okay, want to... No, but no, I I, yeah, I was just... Just want, just want we, to talk we, about. We might see the Lions' first win. 
might see the Lions first win. Oh, they might blow the, you know, like, I think it was at week two or week three. Um, the sports books had a, uh, are the, can the Lions go 0-17? It was like a plus 1,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought about it, man. I thought about putting 10 bucks on that because that's what, like, uh, plus 1,000 is 100 to 1 if I'm, or 10 to 1. No, it's the 10 to 1? No, it'd be 100 to 1, right? Yeah, because if, no, if you. No, 1,000 or 10,000? Yeah, plus 1,000. Because if you do it plus 100, it's, it's just 1 to 1. Yeah. You put 100 to win 100. So if you yeah. put plus 1,000, it's 1,000 to win 1,000. I don't know. I, it's just right. this. anyway. Um, I thought about putting like ten bucks on no, it. No, no. If you put if, if you put yeah, if you put a hundred on the on plus one thousand, you win a thousand. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, if I put a hundred, uh, um, then if I put ten bucks, I'd win a hundred. That's a that's a good come up. Right. But I didn't. But they they, they they might just they, they might. I think it's gone down. I think it's like at like plus four fifty now or something like that. But uh, right. yeah, that would have been good. Futures bets, man. Fuck. Uh, like you got to really jump on. And they didn't have MVP like a couple weeks ago. I think they might have it now on the sports books. But I kind of wanted to try to because that's when they get the best odds is, is early in the season. You just because you got to just you know throw a hail mary on someone you might think would get MVP like a Josh Allen or a, well I don't know about Kyle Murray at this point because he's already missed two games or Tom Brady, but. I can, I'm, I'm excited about the uh, the the Super Bowl, man. I, I've been I've been waiting so we you and I could do real prop bets. How much you want to put? You want to put like uh, I was thinking, it's up to you uh, how much you could put in. But if we put in a hundred bucks each and then put in twenty bucks on each of our prop bets to see how we do, what do you think? Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk uh, we'll talk action and uh, money later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's a, I was, yeah, <laughs> I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to do some real betting on, on this show. Word. All right, man. That's about it. That's all I have. Um, you got anything you want to bring up in our drunken shenanigans? Uh, well, it's not a drunken shenanigan, but just want to remind the, the listeners, uh, and some of you that know, some of you may have forgot, uh, my wife and I are expecting in, uh, yes. our, our newest, uh, our new, our what do I say? The new addition, our our baby girl number two, could be here uh, at the end of the week. That's so, exciting! Our, by the time the show drops, I'm sorry. By oh the time wow! The show drops. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, so, uh, I'm excited, and and I'm and I'm flying out there at the beginning of December, and uh, so I can't wait to to meet my new niece. I'm uh, I'm already getting emotional. I better stop talking about it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're all excited. Right on. All right. So thank you for downloading <laughs> downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.